Case of Country Nights with Evan Paul on demand, episode 62 with Randy Hauser. A lot of country stars are trying to get into Yellowstone, man. You, you think if you got the call, you, you would do it? <laughs> but I, I'd do it in a heartbeat. You would, yeah, like um, you would do any character on there? Well, I, I mean, well, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's they, some that I probably wouldn't <laughs> What if they were, like wanted to kill you off after one episode? I, that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably want to kill me off after one episode. <laughs> Man, anytime Randy Hazard comes through, it's always a good time. Go ahead and check out this full podcast at the end or in the middle of it. Whenever you want, give us a like, a subscribe, comment, a rating. It all helps us out. Taste of Country Nights on Demand is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network. How you doing, man? Man, I am doing great. It's so good to see you, man. Always good to see you, Evan. Thank yeah. you for having me, brother. Yeah, congrats on everything. I mean, the album and the the baby. Yeah, a lot going on at my house. You do? <laughs> You're in a movie uh, a, uh, yeah. called The Killers of Flower of the Flower Moon. Kill, yeah. Well, here's the crazy thing is... If you told me like, oh, Randy Hauser's in a movie, I'd be like, okay, like maybe I've heard of like a couple people. In. This is Leo, yeah, and it's a Scorsese. Yeah, how did well. that happen, man? I, I, be honest, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I just, you know, I had, I just got an email from my management asking me one day if I would be willing to read a part, read, you know, for a film. And I was like, I don't know how to act, <laughs> you know? And, uh, but I was like, sure, you know? Uh, and it just, you know, it just sort of happened. I, I, I read one part, you know, I read this one section of stuff and, and I literally thought, okay, well I did it and, uh, and I'll never hear from it again. And then, and that kept happening like three or four times, you know, they kept saying, so we, we they like that they want to see more and they're going to send it to the next guy and they you know it just kept kept happening till uh till um till Scorsese saw it and and cat and they cast me for it. Did you have to like practice? Did your wife help you practice? Did she have to like tell you like nah that ain't it? No, I just sort of you know I mean it's like because I'm not an actor that you know you know it's like. You, you pretty much. This is what you get. I sound like this, you know. <laughs> right, right. But you know, it was a, it was, it was interesting. You know, I, I played um, this guy who was a, uh, basically like an attorney or uh, I, I own a big general store, and I play the uh, guardian over the estate of this family. That's the main family in the movie, and uh, so it's so weird when you see the film. You probably won't even recognize me. I cut my hair real short, shaved my beard. And uh, it was it was strange, but it was a really incredible experience. Uh, Do you think um, I I see you as a perfect fit on Yellowstone, man? <laughs> Are they calling yet? No, I, I hadn't gotten that call, <laughs> but I, I, I'd do it in a heartbeat. You, you know, yeah, so. like um, you would do any character on there. Well, I, I mean, well, uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what there's they, some that I probably wouldn't. Fit. What if they were like wanted to kill you off after one episode? I, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> they probably want to kill me off after one episode. <laughs> Where would you be working and living uh, if you hadn't moved to Nashville? Uh, I'd probably be at home in Mississippi. I'd probably be raising chickens. Yeah, that's like that's what that's what you do where I'm from. You know, um, what kind like for eggs or for like eating broilers? Yeah, uh, eating. Yeah. Is it so? Do you eat chicken now? Yeah, 
even though you've like seen the process, it doesn't weird you out. No, not really. I mean, uh, you know, no, it doesn't. You know, I mean, there was, it's it's come a long way since then. But you know, it's there's some things about it that like I do eat organic chicken though because I've I've seen like I I remember. No, don't tell me, man, because okay. I don't eat organic chicken. <laughs> you would, you would after I told you this. Yeah, no, please, that's like all I eat, man. I'm good. I'm gonna move on to the next question. <laughs> you want to go to the KFC organic side? <laughs> um, what are you really intentional about giving your kids that you didn't have growing up? Oh, man, that's that's a that's a tough one. You know, we didn't have much of anything growing up. You know, I I think it, you know, a house is good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, we we moved around a lot. We're, you know, because it was most of the time it was just my mama and and me and my sister. So we we moved a lot. You know, we'd, you know, because, you know, trying to make rent, you know. Um, But it it was tough. You know, I I think just the – the biggest thing is just the stability, you know, and, and, you know, and having a place that you can call home and you can always come home, you know? So that was, that was, that's a big deal to me. I feel, I feel successful knowing that, that I can give my family a, a, a home, you know? Um, do you know that, are you like a big commodity as like a, you, a sperm donor for just boys? <laughs> well, you know, I can make some boys apparently. <laughs> are you going to try for another, for a girl? I don't know. I, I you know, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to answer that without my wife's permission. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, man. Um, this album that you put out, Note to Self, very traditional. Um, why, why this album right now? You know what? I don't. I don't think there was any sort of. There was no like um, plot to make any sort of album. You know. You know to make it fit any situation. I just think I started writing songs that that this is what they came out to be. You know, uh, I did want to. You know, just make a, a you know straight ahead sort of country record, and um, because it's music that I miss so bad, and um, and it also. You know, I've had to make music in the past that I didn't love because I was kind of force-fed stuff in in the past, being uh, under other contracts and things like that. And now we have our own record label, um, and and so I I don't really have anybody breathing over my back to tell me how to make music or what music I'm going to make. So, you know, this was uh, this is a very like you know it was just a these are just the th- songs that came out. And, um, you know, and I miss, you know, country music, you know, and and it's, it's just the fact that nobody was breathing over my shoulder or anything like that. This is just how it came out. And it's, uh, and it is a straight, straight ahead sort of country record. I, I love it. Would you be willing to answer? You could pass. Um, is there a specific Randy Hauser song like you reference, like maybe a single or something? back in the day that you have in mind when you say that, that you're like, you hear now and you're like, that, that is the farthest from Randy Hauser. No, I think that people could listen and probably, you know, I, I, I won't answer because there's songwriters and stuff like that, that, that it means a lot to. I got you. And I, and I respect that. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got a favorite one. Yeah. Uh, like a cowboy. I love that. That's my favorite song. Yeah, man. I love that song. Yeah. When that comes on, you can't tell me I'm not a cowboy. <laughs> 
Um, you had a studio built in your house. Yeah. Um, and you recorded this whole album. I did. Like that. Um, During COVID. Is that okay? So to spend more time at home, can you hear sonically, musically, is there any difference? Like, will you keep producing and making songs there, or can you tell the difference? No, I mean, it, it really turned out good. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I had a man cave, and and I just started building it out, and, uh, you know, and and just turn it into a studio, and it uh, sounds great. You know, and, and honestly, that being said, I got really lucky that it did, because it could have been just crap you know what i mean <laughs> you know it's I got, tough yeah yeah i got really lucky but you know i had a lot of help with my buddy blake chancy who co-produced the record with me is a really great engineer and uh and so we sort of put things in the room where they needed to be listening and stuff like that and you know so that that was a big help and uh yeah it was but it was a, the best experience i ever had making a record because you know, I was home so much during COVID, obviously, but I was, uh, you know, I could stay up till four or five in the morning when nobody, well, there's no distractions and, and write and also, um, sit there and play guitar parts over and over till I got them to feel like I wanted them to feel and, you know, and, and just line up things the way I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that you don't get as an artist, uh, whenever you just go to the studio, cut it, and then and it comes back and you sing your vocals. And so this was a really sort of – and, you know, I'm always fairly involved in making my records, but this was like I was, you know, really in it, you know, <laughs> yeah. like hours and hours and hours. But, you know, I, I think it – you know, it's, it's sort of – also the album really, you know, it's got my stamp on it because of that. Um, let's talk about take it to the bank. One of the songs, the harmony, the melody, it has a, bat- yeah. it reminds me of like someone or some, I can't put my finger on it. Was there some artist or something in mind with that? Not really. No, just, uh, not really. Just wrote the song, uh, me and my buddy Jeff Hyde and Ryan Tyndall wrote that song. Okay. Um, and then remember how to pray, uh, refers to some hard times, uh, you had getting started in Nashville. How hard did it get for you back in the day? Well, I think it was honestly the, the harder times were before I moved to Nashville, you know, it was whenever I was, you know, I mean, I had some, you know, it was tough when I first, very first moved here, but it was the, um, the years before that, cause I'd spent probably eight years on the road before I ever moved here running around playing bars, you know, um, in the Southeast. So that was the, that was the toughest times, you know, out out of high school and, and just, you know, sleeping on pool tables and stuff like that, you know, and I always joke, I literally many nights slept on a pool table with a paper towel for a pillow, paper roll of paper towels for a pillow, (laughs) you know, and, uh, and just, you know, but I, I wouldn't trade those experiences for nothing. They were, they were wild, you know. There were there were a lot of crazy, crazy nights, and you know, it's just. Uh, but that song's all about having that home base, you know, and you know, you know, something to keep you going forward and and a place to lean. Um, you mentioned you record a lot of the song at your house. Is uh, is Huck on any of the records? Yeah, he's on that song. Remember how to pray? Oh, okay. At the very end, he could barely talk, but uh. At the end of the song, you'll hear him go, in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of the prayer. 
So, uh, yeah, that how was long did cool. it take to capture that? It took about five times to get him to get him to do it. You know, how much did that mean to y'all? Though it was so cool. It's just like a it's like a marking time for us. You know, it was like we'll never forget that look. You know, I'll never forget sitting at my console and bringing a mic down and yeah. and telling him in Jesus name, Amen. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you could barely make it out, but. You know, but it was such a cool, you know, it's like a, um, you know, that little, like now he can say anything, you know, and it's like just remembering that little boy going for it, you know, it was so great experience. You know, um, Are you at any point going to try to slow your career down um, or are you going to keep going pedal to the metal? I think I'll keep going, you know, I, 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 you know, and honestly for me, the first time, it's the first time that I've gotten to do this for myself and like, cause there's. A lot of times with major labels, they basically take all the money. You know, it's like, you know, you, you get, you like with streaming and all those things now, it's like I have a chance to make a living for myself. And, uh, and it's, that's not exactly what it's about. For me, though, I, I got into making music because I loved it way before I ever thought I could make a living making music. So I feel like I'll be one of those, it's like Willie, I'll be playing till I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. old man. Because I just, I just, you know, I, I love it that much. I think that it would really freak me out to think that that, you know, have that. Hey, I'm retiring. This is my last show thing. And they, I don't, I don't think I would cope well. With I think that. Elton John is about to do his last show, and they're gonna like uh, broadcast his last song. Wow, like, it's like, ah, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Man. I mean, it's like this is what I, this is what what I do. You know, this is like you know, it's like telling a telling a painter they they're you can't. You were taking your paints away, you know. It's like no, mm-hmm. can't do that. What posters did you have on the wall as a kid? Mm. Obviously, I had the uh, obligatory Farrah Fawcett poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? I probably had like a. I would have had definitely had Dukes of Hazard. Okay, you know, I yeah. mean, you gotta had to have that. And then one time, I remember my my mom bought me a. Uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue when I was in about the seventh, sixth or seventh grade. Great gift. And I tore every page out of that thing and posted them all up on my wall. She came in, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, it looks better in here to me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Um, What's your wife's favorite song on the album? Oh, man. I'm not sure. You know what? I think her favorite song is um, Country Round Here Tonight. Yeah, it's just like a, just a barroom kind of country, you know, country song. And she loves it, you know, and Huck does too. Um, take me to the 2022 Hauser family Christmas. What's that looking like? We are, our plans right now, are we're going to go home to Mississippi and spend it with my family down there and just hang out and, you know, get, because I've been gone, man. This has been a, probably the craziest year I've had, you know, just touring. I've been out. Uh, I, I did two tours this year before I started this Cody Johnson tour. So I did a, me and Jamie Johnson did a tour at the beginning of the year. Then I did a tour and I had Ella Langley out with me. And then, and then I started the Cody Johnson tour. So I've been going non, nonstop all year. So I'm just really excited about having time with the, with the boys and Tatiana and, uh, some Christmas time off and then, you know, just having that time. What's your go-to Christmas drink? Ooh, you know what's so funny is I really don't drink at home. I, it's not. It, it's not. 
it's not like a a big choice or anything. I just uh, I just I you know when you spend as much time as I do on the road, you're gonna have a drink or two out there. It's like I just don't. I can't remember the last time I made a drink at home. I just don't care to after you know been gone. I'm just ready to go home and you know relax. So, but I guess uh, you know. I mean, I guess if I was going to have something, it'd be like probably a vodka soda or something like that. Nothing cool like in a reindeer cup or eggnog. I mean, I love eggnog. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, I don't really like plan that, plan it out for yeah. that. You know, it's not like I think. I don't know. I, I like to. I don't know. I like to be sober at home. Favorite favorite Christmas food. Christmas food, Lord. I mean. Anything, you know, I mean, like anything that's made at home after you've been on, been to catering a thousand times in the year, you know, uh, I don't I, I, I like to repeat Thanksgiving, like, you know, turkey and dressing and stuff like that for, for Christmas. I, I mean, because, you know, it's so good. It's like, you mean I can only have that once a year? Right, no, right. no. <laughs> yeah. um, and what's next? What are you working on right now? Um, we are, you know, we just put, put our new album out and, um, so we're finishing up the, the tour with, with Cody this year and we're, we extended the tour through May with, uh, Cody Johnson. So we're, we're doing that. And also I'm just going to start writing another record. It's, you know, once I get on this break, I'll probably go, as soon as I get off the road, go hunting a little bit and, uh, get some time in the woods, just clear out and, you know, and, uh, get some meat from my freezer and uh and that usually is what kicks because for me it's really hard when I'm in go 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 mode to 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 get my thoughts together on what I want to write. I'm not a good writer on the road. So a couple of weeks after I'm home, I'll I'll really start thinking about writing and you know what I've just done, you know, and start writing another album. And you can make it right at home. Yeah, I know. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful for that place. Well, thanks for coming by, man. Love the album. Thank Love you. the song. A lot of people uh, text in want to hear the song. So, Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they like it. I, you know, it's a. I, I love the song. Yeah, I, I love really the whole is. album. Thank you. Let's bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera here, uh, who you're like great friends with Randy Hauser. It's cool watching that. Every time you guys see each other, like, how's the family? You got like, yeah, that's cool, man. Randy's a good dude. He is. Uh, you know, we go, go back a little ways. Back at uh, when I was working radio myself in Raleigh, North Carolina, he came through for his radio visit. And you know what the funny thing is with Randy is I, I didn't love his music at first. I was kind of like, meh. But then I saw him perform live. He was singing the song Anything Goes in this little club called the Lincoln Theater. And it was pin drop in there as he finished that song. And I think really since that point on, I've been a, a stan for Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got one of those voices that uh, are just, is just unmistakable, man. And then, yeah, like once I met him, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I love this guy. He's one of my favorites. I, I remember once when we used to have the Taste of Country Festival up in Hunter, New York, he, um, he was scheduled to perform... But he had some sort of issue on his way there where, like, I think, he, like, his trailer got a flat or he has bus got a flat. So he couldn't ha bring any of his gear there. But he showed up and, like, borrowed a piano and maybe someone else's acoustic guitar. And he played for this whole festival crowd. I think he was the direct support for the headliner. Wow. And he owned that audience, more or less playing an acoustic show. And there was another artist on the bill, and I can't remember who it was, who, like, came up watching is like... 
He's the only one that could do that in this industry. Like just Randy Hauser could yeah. entertain a crowd like that. He, really tremendous live performer. Yeah, you got you got to love that, man. You got to love that. Most people would just cancel if their stuff didn't show up. I know I would. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was it was a cool night. You got a nice scoop out of Randy, I feel like. Although he hinted at this the last time he was on the podcast about uh the movie uh, Leo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese and Martin hand selected him for this role. That was cool. Yeah, I went home. I was telling my wife that I'm like, could you imagine like not ever having any acting ability? I was like, I interviewed Randy Hazard. I was telling her, I was like, he he'd never acted before. And then like, sure, maybe you get a script because you're a country star and you read it. And I was like, but he got the part and it was with Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. She was like, what? I, was like, I think they just liked his, um, I think they just liked his not ability to act. I think that comes out as an ability to act. It kind of, it works in reverse. He created a movie for his last album, Magnolia, where he had a small role as a bartender. Yeah. And I think the key there is, like, if you're a country artist and you want to act, just keep believing you can't act and never <laughs> accept a role that's going to stretch your ability. Because I think, you know, fairly recently, we've had some artists who have started to believe they could act. So they took on a role on a network television show that I, want na- I won't name. And it's, um, it's difficult. It's, it's not easy to watch because their abilities are being stretched beyond what they're capable of. But I think Randy... Keep it small. He knows the deal. They almost need to give the country stars just, instead of scripts, just copy points. Like, just know you need to take it here and then let them, like, just get there themselves as opposed to, like, acting. I feel like country artists with with the accents and their just uh, temperament of being so nice and calm and stuff, I, I feel like you just, like, if you put... Uh, like Randy Hauser in the room, and you just say, eventually at the by the end of the scene, this needs this guy needs to be your friend. Work it out, you know. I feel like he would. I, I don't know. That's what I would do as a director. But then again, I've never directed anything, so probably I, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying. <laughs> your movies would be 45 hours long because they're just right. long rambling <laughs> conversations, and eventually they'd get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an it's an investment. You know, you need a full week long vacation to watch my movie. Do you think that Randy has like some childhood trauma issues that maybe he's never spoken about? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess you didn't really hear about uh, when he was talking about like his dad wasn't around, you know, and he moved a lot. So I mean, I'm. I'm sure there's something there, you know? Yeah, I was extrapolating that a little bit, and it sounded like maybe he had, like, the, you know, the raisin where his his parents, or his mom specifically, was just moving from place to place, trying to keep rent and struggling to do it. Um, Trailers, maybe he was homeless for a little time, and, and this is just me just sort of filling in some of the blanks, but I've heard him talk about his childhood a little bit at times, but he always kind of gets off of it fairly quickly. To the point that I start to wonder, like, what's the biography going to look like if it ever comes out? All right, here's the deal. Next next time he comes in, we're instead of the stools, we're going to bring in the couch. And mm. we're going to tell him to sit on the couch and, and uh, lay down. And then we're just going to talk to him about it. He might, uh, but he doesn't like 
Like, it's pretty clear now that he doesn't really like talking about his wife and kids all that much because he has a tendency to kind of shut you down whenever you try to go into his personal life. He does, yeah. I've noticed that, too. He's not really <laughs> trying to get into that. And I can appreciate that. Oh, I can appreciate he, that he's old school, man. He, he wants to make the music, you know. And I can't say I wouldn't yeah. be the same way. I mean, I know it comes with the territory, but I've said this before. You know, like, these people are just writing and making music and here comes people like me asking about their personal lives and you know like money and relationships and family and at the end of the day you know these are people that just picked up a guitar and can naturally play and sing you know they but they because of their profession have to talk about their personal lives, I would venture to say even more than like some of the famous actors and stuff. Like, you know, when you, oh, yeah. Yeah. When you get like Mark Wahlberg doing a, a movie, he might go around plugging and, and, and uh, promoting the movie with different radio stations and television shows. But certainly I don't feel like they're as in there in the woods asking him about his relationships as, you know, we are with the country stars. So I understand, Randy. I get See, it. I go the other way. I, I'm like, he knows what he signed up for. He's now got one, two, three, four, five, six or seven albums out. Like he knows the deal when he makes the round and he has that baby and he, you know, people magazines talking about it and all, you know, people want to know a little bit about it a country artist. This is country music. Like we signed up not just for the music, but for like the full artist and their lifestyle and their family. Like, that's that's part of the deal, I think, that artists sign up for, and they have to be prepared to give a little bit. Yeah, they definitely do. You know, they definitely do. But you know, some are some are tougher than the this others. I've this learned. You asked a, a pretty good question about his music, and like he referred to, and I was glad you did. He referred to some songs that maybe he he regrets releasing, and I, I was I was glad you asked yeah. a follow up there, even though he didn't answer it. Yeah, what do you think it is? Which song do you think it is? Because so I uh, I was really nervous when I was like, well, my favorite is like a cowboy, and like I was like, oh man, what if I just named one that? I mean, certainly it was more of his con- more country efforts, but if I just named one that he's talking about, like, what's he gonna say? But I mean, I think no. I didn't name one that he was talking about. No, what no, no. I think, think like a cowboy is? is safely a song that Randy Hauser really, really likes. Um, you- I mean, if you look okay. at his Wikipedia page and like his career arc, like he starts off with Anything Goes and a song called Boots On. And then he releases an album on Toby Keith's label that was really kind of edgy and really pretty good, like eclectic. Like there's some different styles of music to me that shows like that was an artist record in a lot of ways, even though it didn't have a ton of commercial success. But then he gets to Broken Bow and he has like five top five hits in a row. And, like, these are, like, the kind of mainstreamy, right down the middle of the road. I mean, they were bro country songs. I don't think there's any other way to, to put it. Like, whether you love that kind of music or don't, like, Running Out of Moonlight and How Country Feels were, like, he, he, no one ever calls Randy Howes a bro country, but those were bro country songs without a doubt at that time. And they're huge hits. And, like, I can't fault him for, like, releasing those songs because they were decent songs, pretty good songs. They're not my personal favorites. But at a certain point, like, you need to, like, eat like you need to build your legacy and, and have some money for your family um so i, yeah, I don't know if those yeah. were the songs per se but i would i would venture to guess that the songs from his next album which was called fired up specifically a song called song number seven 
Um, that to me is the song that I, I think of. Uh, that song was actually co-written by Chris Jansen and some other well-known, well-known songwriters. Okay. But, but I, I mean, it's just a garbage song. It was a terrible radio single and I, I, it was, it sounded bad on the album and then they released the single. I mean, the irony is that Taste of Country is quoted as giving it a favorable review, uh, and I'm checking to see if I actually wrote that review. No, it was under Taste of Country staff. Um, but it was just a not a not a good song. And that to me is the song that probably was the song. Was that a radio single or more like a deep cut? No, it was a radio single. They tried to get some radio oh, okay. play on that one. Um, and yeah, I actually did write it. It was filed under Taste of Country staff, but I can tell you that I did write the review. Uh, a lot of times, well, me- we we put reviews that weren't particularly favorable under taste of country staff just so people wouldn't get as ticked off about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know do you think randy hauser would like to just be more like underground and like stay like uh kind of like your cody johnson was of course before he started winning the cmas and stuff do you think he truly wants to be like that i don't think he wants to be underground but i think he wants to be the music he's making now and I think the music he made on his last album, Magnolia, I think he wants that music to work on the radio um, or kind of on the mainstream. And I think, note to self, the album has some songs that can work in that way. Magnolia was pretty edgy. Um, I didn't know if there was a great radio single on that, uh, even though it's my favorite, one of my favorite albums in my collection. Uh, but I think on note to self, there are some songs that can work on radio and be satisfying to him. But now he's an independent artist, so it's a little bit more of a upward, um, upward climb for him. Oh, he does. He's not on any label at all, right? No, no, no. He's independent now. Uh, um, Magnolia uh, is the name of his record label. Um, you know, he he split with Stony Creek, and now he's he's an indie artist. And credit to him. I mean, he's got a top forty single with Note to Self. That's not easy to do as an indie artist. So he his he's got a team working for him. But um, I mean, you know as well as I do, indie artists have a harder shake when it comes to country radio airplay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a machine, man. You got to be in the machine. Was there anything that you wished you had uh, asked Randy that you didn't? Um, I don't think so, actually. I I mean, I feel well, I mean, I don't I don't ever like to talk politics, but I feel like I would have liked to get with having kids now uh i would have liked to get his like dad take on where he stands um you know with having multiple he's already had two kids but this being his third uh maybe like some politics or stuff like that but no not really i i feel like i I, he's one of those guys where he he just you can just ask him anything i I think so and if you didn't want to talk about it he'll tell you but i think that's an interesting question to ask him or some other artists too like how have your social points of views changed since having family. Like, I think you can, people can talk about politics as long as they don't need to talk about like Joe Biden or Donald Trump or like pick a choice. But like, you know, you can talk about like, maybe I'm more likely to buy a gun or I see, I see like school safety or those kind of things differently now. Like, I, I feel like those are, are pretty valid points of view because they're, they're rooted in like a new personal experience that they didn't have before. I know my, my views have changed. Yeah, same. I just don't think we will get a real answer from anybody. I just feel like it's there's too no. much money on the line. No, it's pretty pretty hit and miss. A few artists probably like Brantley Gilbert. We had him in. Like he he'll let you know, but um, 
Yeah, I don't you know, know what I noticed did. about Brantley though is that, like, uh, in some other country artists, they won't Brantley won't mention like weed. Like he'll say he hangs out with Nell or uh, 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 Willie Nelson, and he likes Willie. But like, right. see, and I think that's a money yeah. thing because I, I think uh, weed is so political right now, and I think that. Uh, I just think even even the most trained artists like Brantley Gilbert and Randy Hauser, I just I just think that they know what they're doing, and you know, like because instantly Brantley can be like, like I smoke weed, and then instantly people there would be people that will be like, well, I don't like Brantley anymore, you know, and that's money. So I I don't know if. I don't know, I feel bad I don't asking know. those questions. I feel like I'm watching their bank account go lower if I ask. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's that sensitive, but also I feel like anybody who's a fan of Brantley, like I don't know how many Brantley Gilbert fans are gonna be like, wait a second, wait a darn second here. This guy smokes <laughs> marijuana. I had I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. I talked to Hauser about it. I had a long conversation with Randy Hauser um, on the record, actually. It's an article on Taste of Country where we talked about uh, marijuana and you know, he smokes it and he does it for anxiety. And Was it he, during when he was independent? No, he was signed to Broken Bow. Huh. Yeah, right, no, we Carl. talked about it. And I, I got done with the with it and, I'm, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, are you sure you're cool with this? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then I published the article and waited for my phone to ring and it never did. <laughs> okay, okay, but if you ask that to the most commercialized country artist, do you think they would answer? If they've, I mean, I don't think you should just go around asking people if they're smoking doobies, but if uh, they have previously talked about it, I think they would be willing to, to an extent, like, I don't know, it depends what the question is. What's the question? Uh, like Luke Bryan, you lit one up recently. I don't Probably know. Probably not D. a great question to ask. But yeah, for, <laughs> see, okay, so he's see he's so commercial that moving the needle in any direction could cost him some money. That's more the artist, though. Like I think yeah. other artists like have talked about it and not been affected. Reba's admitted she smoked pot before. I mean, um. Yeah, I think there has to be a reason to ask the question, I guess. Yeah, back to the lab. I'll get in there. We'll get in there. I'll get all the potheads identified in this genre. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a list. Yeah, here we go. We're going to break. <laughs> yeah, break, breaking news yeah. here. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, every, thank you for listening to Taste of Country Nights on Demand. Um, we uh, Taste of Country Nights is heard Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to midnight on radio stations all across America. And Taste of Country Nights on Demand is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network.